This is Matt Ward of the Way in Boxing Podcast. I'm joined on the phone with actress Haley Zale. Haley is the niece of former world middleweight champion, the Man of Steel, Tony Zale. Tony fought professionally from 1934 to 1948 and captured the world middleweight title on multiple occasions. Good evening, Haley. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. My first question, you must get asked a lot from boxing fans around the world. What was it like growing up around Tony Zale? <laughs> You're right. I, I do get this question asked a lot. It's, <laughs> it's funny because every time something else comes up that I didn't remember when I, uh, until you know recently talking about it more, um, I never really understood how special Uncle Tony was to the world until I got a bit older, maybe, maybe around 10. Mm-hmm. But when I was... Um, a child, he was very much like a grandfather figure to me. My uh, real grandfather on my dad's side passed away uh, when my dad was like eight or nine. So Uncle Tony stepped in and helped raise him, which kind of led to this uh, pretty close relationship. He was very much like my grandfather, and um, I loved him so dearly. He was just such a, a pious sweet man always smiling and you know what is the coolest thing is he had the softest hands <laughs> <laughs> you never expect that uh that they were so lethal in the ring um yeah i, I think really like the when i realized all of his accomplishments um i always kind of knew that he was he was special he was special to me of course and he had kind of this glow about him he was just really a happy person and um he always loved spending time with family. Family was uh, really important to him because his own daughters were sort of ripped from away from him in his uh, own life, and he was um, he hadn't really been in touch with them or his own grandchildren. So it was really neat that we could he could fill that void in us, and we could fill that void in him. Oh, sounds like a very great man. Thank you. Yes, he was. He really was. Do you have a particularly memorable moment with your uncle that you would like to share with my audience? I do. You know, it's funny because when I was a little girl, I would like take dance classes and I always wanted to try to sing, even though I wasn't <laughs> a good singer. Um, he used to call me uh, like his Miss America. And oh. I remember one time I had this cassette tape to gem in the holograms. Mm-hmm. This was in the, in the good 80s. I'm pretty sure my hair was crimped like crazy. And <laughs> I was wearing a tie-dye shirt. or <laughs> And um, he was visiting us from, in, in Michigan, he was visiting from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, he would just sit there and I, would, I was like, all right, Uncle Tony, are you ready? Are you ready? And I'd count down and I would push the cassette and dance. Like, <laughs> no choreography. <laughs> just this kid, like, wanting to entertain. And I'm sure it was terrible, but he was he would clap and, and cheer and, and tap his foot to the music. <laughs> he, was, he was just so sweet. Very cool. Your uncle passed away in 1997 at the age of 83. How do you and members of your family keep Tony's legacy alive? Well, we talk about him a lot um, as a family. Um, just at you know holidays or, or dinners, whenever we're together, we usually a story will come up here or there but um about a year before his belts were stolen my dad had finally published uh his biography on uncle tony uh, Mm -hmm. with the help of clay moyle 
and my dad had been working on it for like 20 years right. um, uncle tony asked him i, I want to say in like the late late 70s or late 80s he um he asked him to be the person to write his biography and my dad was so honored but he's like i'm not i'm not a writer <laughs> And Uncle Tony said, take your time, you know, that's fine. I would just, I would love for you to put my life on onto paper. So um, Dad spent a lot of time interviewing him. So we have these, um, again, cassette tapes of Uncle Tony's voice. And um, my dad interviewed other family members, all of his living relatives, um, uh, like siblings and stuff like that, um, with their stories. And, um, and really putting the book together was a, an awesome way to, feel like his legacy was living on and unfortunately with the belts being stolen it's it's kind of like a, a part of that is ripped away from us right right going a little bit more into the the theft of the belts in november 2015 two of your uncle's championship belts as well as four of those won by multiple division world champion carmen basilio were stolen from the international boxing hall of fame in canastota new york have there been any recent leads in tracking down the title belts? As far as leads go, I probably shouldn't really disclose much about that, mm -hmm. other than I know that um, the FBI's Antiquities Bureau is involved in the investigation. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's crazy. Like when you say it right now, it just, it still makes my blood boil. Like mm -hmm. I'm still so angry that that happened, that that was allowed to happen. Right. And then that it did happen and then that they're still missing. Yeah. Um, the the investigation, um, I would say, from the beginning has been pretty frustrating. Um, I haven't agreed with the, the way that it's been handled. Um, we were told when, when we first found out, it was um, in early November of 2015, we were told to keep it quiet mm -hmm. for, four, for 48 hours. And my instinct was like, no way, we have to get this out there right away in the press. Like, it should... It should be known because the International Boxing Hall of Fame in Canastota isn't too far from Canada. Right. Uh, the Border Patrol should be known. The uh, TSA should be notified. Like, the, even the state police should be notified because, it, you know, the highway is right there behind the Hall of Fame. And, yeah. like, none of that was done. And 48 hours turned into 108 hours. So, like, four, four days later... We're, we're like, you know what, if you don't come out with this in the press, then we are, because time is of the essence, and just by, you know, keeping it hush-hush makes it less likely to, to, to be discovered who did this, because the, the FBI, the police, they're looking for tips. The only way to get tips is if people know about it. Right. So that's been my mission um, for the past you know, year and a half or more trying to get the word out and, and trying to ask people for help and sharing the word and caring enough to talk about it. What has the reaction been like from the boxing world to this robbery? Oh my gosh, it's been incredible. Everybody is like just as angry as we are and they totally understand what um, an offense it is to have these ripped away and disappeared and, and just out there in the world completely gone hidden from from tony's fans and from the family because the boxing world has really like this com uh, camaraderie and this brotherhood and mm -hmm. and sisterhood that's starting you know i'm becoming more and more aware of i've started judging boxing here in chicago oh cool um, amateur through usa boxing so very really cool amazing. so the bo 
boxing community is like there's I don't really know how else I can compare it you know it's like even though Uncle Tony and Rocky Graziano were like arch nemesis and had this incredible brutal war of a trilogy mm-hmm. they really loved each other and that's what I've felt from the boxing world is I've felt love from people all over the world um thanks to Facebook and <laughs> it's <laughs> funny I've like I've met people in Australia I've been talking with people in Russia Ukraine um England Ireland even you know California Arizona it's just like there's at least 60 people that I've met since the belts were stolen um met via Facebook or even in person that have wanted to help out have wanted to show their support and anger how can my listeners support the cause of tracking down the title belts oh that's amazing thank you you guys thank you um the best way to do it is probably through social media Mm -hmm. we have a facebook page Uh, i have a bring back the belts campaign there's um a hashtag bring back the belts that's on facebook and instagram and twitter um the Facebook page is Bring Back the Belts, and then there's another one, the Tony Zale World Middleweight Boxing Champion Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And then we have an Instagram account with really awesome photos, like actually stuff that I found from relatives that have like, never been seen before. Uh, Tony Zale, the Man of Steel on Instagram. And uh, Twitter um, is Tony Zale at Boxer Zale. And then we also have the website, TonyZale.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what I've been doing is asking people to share some of my bring back the belts videos like i have jerry cooney talking about it i have mauricio suleiman tracy patterson jesse vargas i have uh, even roberto duran did a really nice bring back the belts shout out for us so if people could keep just sharing those and keeping um the interest and 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 the information out there uh there is a reward uh, we're, we have a $15,000 reward from a radio station in Syracuse called TK99. My dad and the WBC, uh, Mauricio Suleiman, has also contributed to this $15,000 reward. Wow. The Hall of Fame it has a uh, $5,000 reward. And then Mike Tyson is, like, he's such a, a history buff and a memorabilia um, you know, he really respects the history of boxing and memorabilia. Right. And he's often offered his own signed stuff as a reward as wow. well, just to get those belts back. Even if, like, if the person who stole these and if he is hearing this and if he feels any remorse or any um, respect, it would be amazing. He could just send them to us anonymously to our P.O. Box in Lansing, Michigan. It's P.O. Box 804 I'll also make sure to post the links to the websites that you just mentioned uh, with our interview on my blog. Oh, thank you. That would be amazing. Thank you very much. Yes, click the link below. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So a number of my listeners saw you on the television series Nurse Jackie between 2010 and 2015. What acting projects are you currently working on, and are there any projects in the pipeline for you? Well, you'll get a kick out of this. I actually um, wrote a screenplay on Uncle Tony. (laughs) Oh, wow. So that's my major baby right now. Um, Since I moved to Chicago, I've met people who have known Tony, so I'm in the, the process right now of taking my second draft and really chopping it apart and developing a third draft with uh, more personalized stories um, mm-hmm. from from the people that used to box with him. 
um, to also throwing in some more of uh, the great character, Rocky Graziano. <laughs> so, cool. um, of course, there might be a role in that for me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So that's um, that's in the in the pipeline. But as far as right now in Chicago, I'm um, I'm really just kind of focusing on on the screenplay and hopefully moving out to California and trying to pitch it. Very cool. Yeah, we're excited to see to see anything that comes out of that, like a play or something along those lines. That'd be awesome. Yeah, thank you. I had an A-list actor. I wish I could say who, but he he read my second draft. And gave me some excellent feedback, so that's very cool. Awesome. And Congratulations. It, yeah, thank you. Thank you. We can always use another good boxing movie, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate um, Th- Thank you very much for speaking with me this evening, Hallie. It was a real pleasure. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please help us bring back the belts. Thank you, Hallie. Thanks. Bye. Bye.